Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes to chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And Mark Larson, thank you very much. And Southern California, welcome to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And again, we want to welcome you to a show. We got a jam-packed show filled for you tonight. Starting off right at 5 o'clock here, we're going to have Mike Brillhart. And Mike is part owner and director of Wild West Bass Trails. It's, it's the newest bass trail coming out here to the West Coast day when we had... Uh, uh, John Murray on a couple of weeks ago, he talked about even though he's moving back to Tennessee, he's going to come back out here and fish a couple of these trails. We're going to find out what it's all about with Mike Brohart, uh, first thing. Also, later on to the show at the 6 o'clock hour, Captain Mike Pritchard, owner-operator of, the, of Tribute Sport Fishing. The Tribute has had an outstanding season this year. We're going to find out all about it, do a little review, find out what's happening, some of the new things that are happening with the Tribute, and we're going to look forward to talking to Captain Mike with and learn all about Tribute Sport Fishing. But before we do that, let me introduce to you the other host of Rod Real Radio. First, he is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a pretty good fisherman in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing, sir? Good evening, John. I'm doing just dandy here, trying to get over a, a miserable tournament yesterday for the end, last one of the year and the first one of next year. But other than that, I'm fine. Well, man, I, I got to tell you, I've got to hand it to you. You were out there, uh, uh, you know, yesterday, and uh, even though uh, we had some good weather, it had to have been tough fishing. Well, we'll want to hear about that, and I think we'll have time to talk about that later on, Stan. That'll work. <laughs> There's no hey, bragging here. <laughs> also, the other co-host of Ron Real Radio, she is the national sales manager for Iserline and represents many other fine products in the fishing industry, Ms. Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing great, getting ready to have some fresh tuna after the show. Nice. Oh, man. I had mine last night, too, uh, Wendy, and boy... It was sensational. I enjoyed it. So, uh, hey, we'll talk more about that, I think, as we get further on. But, guys, let's get to our first guest. Hey, there is a new gun coming out here to the West Coast. 
It's much anticipated, been talked about. The pros in particular are looking forward to it. I thought we'd get down and find out exactly what's happening, what it's all about. I want to introduce our listening audience to Mr. Mike Brillhart. He is part owner and director of the Wild West Bass Trail coming out here to the West Coast. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on there. Hop along. Hey, I appreciate that. And also say hello to Wendy and Stan. How are you guys doing this evening? I, I, I want some of that tuna, though. I'm, I'm way over here in Phoenix. I need some of that tuna. <laughs> well, we can probably get that done here pretty easily. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Mike, being out there in Phoenix, tell us a little bit about Wild West Bass Trail. It's it's just been a name that has been popping up in the past, oh, you know, few months or so, coming out here to the West Coast with both uh, pro-ams and team events. But tell us a little bit about the circuit, how it came about, what your position is in it, and what you're going to be doing out here on the West Coast. John, we got this circuit coming out here. We had a, a couple major sponsors uh, approach me, myself, uh, and Gary Dobbins up in Northern California. They they see the urgency for us to have a, a top-level fast competing circuit out here in the West Coast. We don't have anything right now. So they, they approached us, being Ranger Boats, Evanrude Motors, and said, hey, what's it going to take to put something together out here? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a seven-day-a-week, 20-hour-a-day job trying to get all this stuff put together, as you guys probably well know, uh, getting sponsors signed, getting them in, getting them on board. Uh, and that, that's where we came up with it. We got uh, three pro-ams in Northern California. We got three pro-ams out here in Arizona. The first one starting January 16th. Uh, the difference with these pro-ams that uh, we're looking at is the fact that the, the co-angler at the championship has got a chance to win a fiberglass boat. Uh, that has not been determined by Ranger yet because they don't know what size they're going to give away, but it will be a fiberglass. It started out as an aluminum. And now we've got them up to a fiberglass. So a lot of good things coming out here to the West Coast. Wow. This is this has been exciting. We've heard a lot of the pros talking about this. Uh, you know, as I told you, John Murray said, even though he's uh, just moved back to Tennessee, he's looking forward to coming on out and uh, fishing. Uh, I think it's the first event that you're having uh, at uh, Pleasant and maybe also the team event at Pleasant, uh, well, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, a lot of people have tried this and, and found that it hasn't really worked. What do you think your key to success is going to be in not only attracting participants to come to these events, but also their payouts? Well, Water. We got that 100% payout going, and this Good is all coming from the sponsor level. Whatever you guys see going in from a, from a pro's entry fee, that's all getting paid back 100%. Uh, we're operating in the red, we already know, for two or three years. And we're willing to take that risk. Uh, this is put together by fishermen. Uh, Gary, myself, Matt Morgan from Lapel, Indiana, which we're going to be running a crappie circuit back there. Uh, we all are from the grassroots. This is coming from the grassroots, the, the deep down people that want to fish, we got to get this going. It's, it's got to go, and, and, and there is that common concern about it's been tried so many times. Well, uh, we got a whole different approach. We're trying to, you know, we're going to give you back the 100% payback. We're going to take it from what we get from sponsors. 
and and our membership fee. There is a membership fee for this, which is sixty bucks. That's what's going to go to help us cover expenses. You know, gas to get back and forth to the lake, uh, let alone tournament fees, insurance. Uh, you know, all that good stuff. So you just happen to have a really good insurance guy, by the way. I I think I've I've heard rumor we got a good one. I'm not sure, Stan. Can you elaborate? <laughs> Well, you know, what you've done is you've uh, worked out this trail to three basic divisions. You may want to tell us about that. And then not only that, uh, you're going to be running pro-ams, and then you're also going to be running team. Uh, So tell us about how that's broken up. Each division, the Northern California, we'll we'll start with Northern California on their pro-am. They're going to be fishing Lake Shasta January 30th and 31st. Oroville, March 5th and 6th. California, uh, that's in June, I believe, the 4th and 5th. And then out here in Arizona, we got Lake Pleasant starting January 16th and 17th. And then we're going to go over to Havasu, which is everybody's favorite, uh, February 27th and 28th. We're going to finish our season up at Roosevelt Lake March 19th and 20th. Then we're all going to head to Lake Mead for the championship, September 30th to October 2nd. That's where we're going to be giving some boats away and making some people very happy. Wow. And, you know, uh, you can't do this without the help of some good people. And I've noticed you've taken on and have announced your directors for each event. Why don't you tell us about your directors? Because from what I've seen, they're all good guys and hard workers. Yeah, we've got, uh, I'm trying to remember, we've got Jason Bouvier, right. Jim Kirkwood is going to be operating our uh, Arizona teams, teams, and, and uh, Paul Alpers is going to be doing our pro-ams. We've hired MCs for these tournaments. That, that, that was the other thing, too. On our, uh, of course, we're going to go backwards now. On our pro-ams, these are going to be completely televised. We don't have any other circuit out here on the West Coast that's going to be completely televised. It's going to be offered on Fox, uh, Fox Arizona, Fox West, and the Pursuit Channel. So that's going to give our anglers a chance to promote their sponsors, and that's, that's what these sponsors are wanting. They're wanting more involvement out here, so these people are going to start promoting their products, whether it be Berkeley and, and Minn Kota or whatever. That's what these guys are wanting. These sponsors have come to us asking us to push this forward, and that's what we're trying to do. Well, you know, the the thing, this has been kicked around here for the last couple of years. I know Gary Dobbins and I and several of the guys were trying to, you know, they, we bounced it around. He bounced it off a lot of different fishermen. Uh, what do you think and how do you think it should work? And, and it, it's not something that's just gone into lightly. This has been really thought well thought out, and the, and the guys have been talking about it for the last oh, six or eight months after it kind of got a hold of, you know, is it going to go? Is it not going to go? How is this going to work? But... I think it's going to be met with a real favor from the fishermen's side because there's nothing left. I mean, there aren't any tournaments out here that are really taking uh, care of the fishermen, and there aren't any tournaments hardly that are that are giving the 100% back. I mean, that's real rare. Yeah, that doesn't happen, Stan. We've been talking, well, since the FLW event in February at Havasu, this where we got our first meeting going. So this has been 10 months in the making. Plus, one year prior to that, uh, it was just talk, you know, over the telephone, and let's see what we can do. And then me and Gary started putting our ideas together, and Matt Morgan and, and Jeremy DeHart, 
we all started putting this stuff together, trying to solidify this. Well, then the word got out. You know, like anything, there's a leak. Ranger heard about it. Lucas Oil heard about it. And they come to us and say, what's it going to take? Well, here, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Here we are working seven days a week to get this thing going. And, man, it's, it's going to be something else. You know, and you're still you're still bringing on good sponsors. Gary Yamamoto's just jumped aboard. So is uh, Lawrence uh, Electronics, and you, you can't do this without uh, good sponsors. But tell us if people want to find out more about this event to see the schedule. I understand they can also register online. I saw a, a post on Facebook that uh, David Burns out of Arizona has already registered online. But how do you go about, uh, you know, getting a hold of you guys? The, the easiest way is to go to wildwestbasstrail.com. That's got all the information, all of our director's phone numbers, uh, all of our uh, sign-up information, our memberships, all that good stuff. It's all right there. Uh, the, the website's being updated daily with new sponsors uh, and our contingency programs. It's every day you're going to see something new on that website. Do you have a Facebook page? Facebook is Wild West Bass Trail. Great. Right, and that, that works out. And, you know, I know that you're, uh, you know, it costs a lot to run around the country uh, and to go fishing. You know, you look at the, uh, 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 the BASS Elite guys. It costs each one of those guys a minimum of $7,500 for each event that they go fish. And I understand it looks like you don't, are you not offering a guarantee for first place and then hopefully good payouts depending on participation after that. No, our, our uh, first place pro is guaranteed $10,000. So paying one, nice, one that's five. a nice day's work or two days' work. <laughs> that's not bad, is it, Stan? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I will take that. <laughs> I wish I could fish it. <laughs> well, that's that's, that's one of the other things, guys. too. You know, our, uh, our sponsors have had a lot to say with our rules. Our rules have got a 10-day off limits on our pro-ams, and that's directly from the sponsors. The sponsors wanted this to work, and they kind of see what works across the nation. And, uh, they, you know, they implemented that 10-day off limits. There's going to be 10 days off limits, two official pre-fish days, and then you go to work. That's going to level that uh, field out. We're like the guys coming from Southern California to Arizona. That's going to give everybody equal time on the water to, to figure these little green fish out. And it gives the guys, you know, the guys really that are, you'll see the cream of the crop rise to the top on that. That's a, that's a really great way to fit this format out that, you know, it's not, that the guy that lives on the lake, you know, maybe he's got a little bit of knowledge, but I'll, you give him 10 days off the lake, and time off the water is critical. Now you've got to put it together the first day of the tournament and then go get the second day out of it. This, this is a great way to do the event. I really yeah. like it. That, that is exactly right. I mean, I know guys personally, and I've fished with them, and they'll spend seven, eight, nine, ten days on the, on the body of water before a tournament. Yeah, it's hard to compete with that when you got a job. It certainly is. Well, hey, hey, Mike, we wish you a lot of good luck on that. And again, give us that website that our listeners can go to to find out more about what 
Wild West Bass Trails is all about? It's at wildwestbasstrail.com. All right. And, and I'll tell you from my side, because I've been putting the insurance together with Jeremy DeHart and, and talked to Dobbins quite a bit uh, over the last little bit here, trying to get the everything situated. This is going to be a top-drawer event. The way they've got things uh, put together, I think it's going to be a real surprise for the guys that fish the events. They're going to be shocked at how professional this is going to be. So uh, I look forward to hearing. I won't be able to fish them. I have too many other things on my table right now, but that doesn't say that in the oncoming years I won't be able to get there, which is going to be pretty fun. But good luck with this. I'm, I'm, I'm behind you all the way. I appreciate it, Stan, and uh, hopefully we get to see you guys out there. Hey, we look forward to it, and uh, we'll be following you on Fox Sports West and Fox Sports Arizona. And, Mike, I hope we get the opportunity to make contact with you during the course of the uh, season to find out exactly what's happening, and we look forward to having some of the winners of these events on Ron Real Radio coming that up would this be, season. That would be perfect, and we'll keep you posted, John. All right. Hey, that's uh, Mike Billhart. He's uh, one of the owners and directors of the Wild West Bass Trail. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we've got to take a break right now, but coming up next is the voice himself, Phil Friedman. Stay tuned to Rod Real Radio. We've got a break right now. We'll be right back. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main and el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. This segment of Ron Reel Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Woody Toshihara is with us tonight. So is Stan Vandenberg. But now it's time for What the Heck is Phil Thinking with a voice and host of PFO Radio, Mr. Phil Friedman. Phil, do you have everything battened down in your part of the world there? Uh, yeah, we do, John. We're right here on the beach, so you can see these ominous clouds moving in, and I think we're just a few minutes away from some more rain. We're getting some wind already, and it looks like it's going to be another good one. And, my God, that, that wind on Friday and the huge swell that was pushing up over our berm almost, here in Surfside, and of course, down there in Ventura, that pier just got hammered. That 1,600-foot pier received a lot of heavy damage, lost 12 pilings, mostly closer to the um, shoreline, but it really got hammered up there. So it looks like we're in for another wild uh, weather event as El Nino 2015-16 continues, John. Well, you know, Phil, if uh, we invite our listeners to go to Ron Real Radio on Facebook, you'll see the actual real reason what what really damaged that pier i won't give it away but go on over there and take a look but yeah it has been something and and phil i i loved before you get into the report i like the reports of people walking along the beach there in on ventura and they were actually picking up lobsters out of the surf that were being washed up ashore i don't know if you wow. saw that <laughs> I'll tell you, what's wrong with this? I mean, I don't see anything really that wrong with this weather. When you can walk along the beach and pick up lobster, and God knows what else, maybe a big bag of money will roll up here in this crazy <laughs> weather. I mean, well, you know, uh, if, you were, if you were selling the lobster, it could be a big bag of money. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, you know, it reminds me of the time a few years ago when they had a, uh, a rip in one of the tuna pens. And the tuna were actually coming up and beaching themselves up on the beach. And people could actually go and scoop up a bluefin tuna. And uh, the Department of Fish and Wildlife was out there. And they were handing out citations because, 
you know, they were taking tuna by hand on the beach, but some of the people didn't have fishing licenses, and you still needed a fishing license to pick up a tuna that had uh, come through the surf and grounded itself on the beach. Oh, my God. I mean, that I remember that very, very well, John. And, I mean, you know, think about it. If you're a guy that's not really a fisherman and you're walking down the beach and you see a 40-pound bluefin flopping around there, shoot, you're going to run down there, I think, and grab it and start thinking about the big sashimi party you're going to have. But, uh, you know, wild events like that, it just seems like a part of El Nino, and it looks like we're off to a crazy weather year, and i got a feeling it's only going to get a little worse and a little more severe, depending on how you look at it. We certainly need the rain, so that is really, really something that we uh, all have to be appreciative well, hey, of. Phil, let me, let me add one more uh, element to that. If by any chance you do see something like happening where there are fish or there are lobsters being washed up on the beach, and especially if there are lobsters, you have to remember to take them, you still need, if you're over 16 years of age, a California fishing license, and if you are picking them up in the, out of the surf or on the beach, you still need a lobster card. And everyone that is picking up lobsters needs a measuring device. So be very careful on what you do. Okay, Phil. John, John, I think a, a key sh- a ring, don't you think? A key ring with a lobster gauge on it? Is this the kind of stuff we can make a lot of money on that? And just have your fishing license attached to it. Too. Yeah, have your fishing license and your lobster gauge and your card yep, filled out yep. ahead of time saying you were taking your walk down the beach to pick up lobsters. <laughs> exactly. I, I was also going to leave my phone number and email. If anybody's down there needs some help, I'll be happy to come down and take those off hand for them. Well, Phil, is there a fishing report with this surge in the, and uh, the surf that we've had? Uh, tell us a little bit about what's been happening out there. Come on, John. Why do you think we're stalling for so much time here? Do you think there's a fish report? Yes, there is a fish report. There's some great stuff going on, believe it or not. Not a ton of it, but enough to make it interesting. The Gale Force is a sport boat out of L.A. Waterfront Sport Fishing, and he's been focusing his attention on Catalina Island for lobster on his nighttime trips. The local lobster situation has been very, very slow, to people think, to the warm El Nino waters. But Catalina has been absolutely great, fantastic. And even in this inclement, rough, windy weather, they were over there last night, and they ended up with 38 big legal bugs for the folks on board, which is a darn good trip. On most of their trips, however, they've been up there limiting out at seven bugs per angler. So some foul-weather bugs for sure on the Gale Force and the Triton. They both run out of L.A. waterfront sport fishing, and they've been doing pretty good. Well, you know, with all that wind and everything else, you would suspect there'd be a drop in water temperature and that game fish like tuna, yellowtail, that kind of thing would get locked jaw and just wouldn't want to buy it, right? Wrong. Yep. Santa Monica Bay. <laughs> Wrong. Fight this morning on the Redondo Special. 12 out of 30 hookups on big grade yellows. I mean, I mean, I don't think they're under 20. There's maybe some 18s in there. Fish to 40 pounds, tough, with a bad attitude, and they really, really pull hard. In fact, they are calling for at least 50-pound mono, a 5-0 size hook, and these fish are being taken on the dropper loop. It's really important in these rough and turbulent seas that you keep your bait right on the bottom, and the best way to do that was with a 12-ounce torpedo sinker today. And I would tell you, fish a 7-0 hook. I like pinning a yellow that size on a 7-0 hook. With that big mackerel, they will bite it just fine, and it's a great 
way to take them on. The, uh, the new Delmar was also out in that neck of the woods, but he was rock fishing, and they were fishing with strips of squid. They dropped that down, hooked three of those yellows on strip squid, and got one that looks to go about 30-something pounds. It's a beautiful gray yellowtail. Danny Erickson says he thinks there's a, quite a few out there, and Eric on the Redondo special raving about that. So I think they're going to get uh, some trouble tomorrow with this wind behind this front that's coming through. But by Tuesday, I'll tell you, John, it, it, even gale force winds can't shut the yellowtail bite off. It's still pretty good up there. In the Channel Islands, of course, everybody's been focused on this inclement and really rough weather. But if it ever lays down, there has been some tremendous, excellent rock fishing up there. Probably the best we've seen in a long time. I mean, limits of Lingcott is not out of the question. In fact, it's probable up there on many of the boats. Pacific Islander, Aloha Spirit, those guys have been catching copious amounts of great eating and colorful bottom fish for a while now, including lots of big Lingcott. So, we're hoping to get back to that by very, very soon. And I should mention that we have a December 27th last chance rockfish charter going on board the Pacific Islander, 150 bucks, And uh, that is on a Saturday night fishing Sunday. So it's right before the closure, and we're hoping for good weather. If we get that, I think we're going to have a really great trip. The Islander, the crew, Steve Virtue, the skipper, is a good friend of mine. And really, they put an excellent crew on deck that's very, very helpful. So... Whether you're a novice angler or an expert angler, it's a great boat to go on. And anybody interested could drop me an email at phil, P-H-I-L, at P-F-O, Phil Freeman Outdoors, P-F-O, media.com, or you can give me a call at 424-237-0250. Stocking lightning trout at Santa Ana River Lakes. They had a great Saturday event. All those, uh, all those uh, toys that were donated to help the Eli home and abuse children. They had a ton of toys donated and canned goods, so that is really, really good to see. Hey, and on a personal note, John, on uh, just the other night, Tuesday night, I was over at the Mexican Consulate in Los Angeles, invited down there by the Council General and the Programa Paisano for a really lovely Christmas dinner. And I'll tell you, those folks at the Mexican Consulate treat us so nice. It was really a lovely affair. Great pozole, if you like to eat pozole, and... It was a lot of fun, too. Got to hang out with a lot of good people. And Alejandro Cano, who's the director of the Programa Paisano, actually had the gentleman who runs the immigration service in Mexico, the entire country, read off all our names from Mexico City in a live feed. So that was really a thrill. And talk about classy, wonderful people. Programa Paisano and the Mexican consulate in Los Angeles. That was a great thrill. So we are dodging storms. and, And even right before, I should mention, Right before that storm hit us, Bob Osborne, he ventured out there on the beach and caught several big yellowfin croaker. He caught half on the Lucky Craft and half on a chrome crocodile. Really nice fishing. He also had a perch and a big old jack smelt, so good variety down there. And he was fortunate enough to be down at the beach when a couple of halibut came flying, leaping up out of the water. And when you get to see that, that is always a thrill. He said they were short halibut, not that big. But it's still always a thrill to see that happen. So even in the uh, crummy weather, John, we're able to dig up some rays of sunshine and that yellow bite in the Santa Monica Bay. It is good. Big fish like Guadalupe Island quality fish. Huge, big yellows. They've got a bad attitude and they're tough. So bring 50-pound mono, 12-ounce torpedoes, and at least a 5-0 size hook. 
And wow. I wouldn't be afraid to bring sixty on that fish if I were if I were going out there. Fifty, um, if there's any rock or anything that they can get close to, they'll they'll break you up pretty quick. Sixty. I mean, they're not going to be line shy. You can use that seven zero hook and and big line. They're they're looking for something to eat. And that dropper loop yellowtail, that's fun fishing. But a thirty pound yellowtail, if there's anything around that, it'll put you in the rock real quick. And I couldn't agree more with Stan. I would go 60 myself. Some people get a little weird about it, and that's why I say 50. But you're absolutely right, and I should have started at the 60. That's, that's what I would be fissured for sure. I remember I was on a sport boat, and I don't even remember. I, think, I can't remember, but it was a long time ago. And some guy asked Bob Alvarez where I was fishing. He said, oh, he's up in the bow there. And he goes, well, I don't see him up there. And he goes, just go up there and look for the biggest hook and the heaviest line, and that's where he'll be in just a little bit. So, uh, a big hook and heavy string on this grade of fish is certainly in order. Wow. Hey, you know, Phil, you were talking about things jumping out of the water in the surf, and, you know, we've all seen a lot of the YouTube videos with uh, uh, the wahoo jumping into the boat and the marlin and the sailfish jumping into the boat and everything like that. I don't know. Did you get a chance to uh, hear that about that incident that happened uh, over in Oceanside Harbor to the Electra? No, I did not. I'd love to hear it. Uh, hey, uh, Captain uh, Rick Silver reports that he was going out with a, a load of fishermen out just right outside of Oceanside Harbor, and you know how the uh, dolphin will sit and sound uh, in the bow of the boat, and uh, everyone gets a great time looking at these dolphin playing and frolicking and everything like that. He said all of a sudden there was one of the bottlenose dolphin that jumped more than five feet out of the water. And it came down head first and planted itself right into the below the top rail of the boat, right into the hull. And he said it shook the boat like they had hit a log. Well, when they got back <clears throat> into port, they took a look at the damage, and they found out that that uh, porpoise had put a six-inch diameter hole into the wooden hull, and uh, it was just. Ex- and one of the most extraordinary things that they had ever seen. So it just gives you an idea of when you're, if you're swimming around and you see these animals, the tremendous power that they've got. Wow, that is a perfect illustration of that. And you would never believe that, but there it is right there in front of you. You know, every time I go down to the beach, my wife, she went back to Costa Rica for Christmas, so she's been gone for three weeks. I'm waiting for a mermaid now to jump out of the, the uh, ocean. <laughs> right in my arms, I hope. I hope she's not listening. Yeah, well, you know, this would be the perfect time. Probably come up on the beach, maybe a little tired from having to deal with that surf. Uh, hope springs eternal, Phil. Of course, then, you know, uh, Bob Emerson is a USC fan, so we know all about uh, hope springing eternal there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, Ohio State, Notre Dame, I'm, I'm hopeful on that day. January 1st, that's going to be a great game. Yeah, and then. Also, Bob's uh, Trojans are going to be down here, and they're going to be against Wisconsin in the Holiday Bowl. So I think uh, we're, we've got some good football ahead of us. But, hey, Phil, I know you. there's a lot of things that you're doing, your blog. Just just tell us in a couple of minutes how uh, is gathering the uh, the clothes and the uniforms going for the trip that you're making down to uh, Takati. Hey, John, thanks for asking about that. Dia de Reyes is a very special day in Mexico. It's when... Most of the toys get handed out. It'll be celebrated when we go down there on January the 10th in Tecate. There'll be a full stadium with about four to 5,000 kids down there. And uh, I think we're up to 
almost 4,000 jerseys, and they average from about 15 to $20 per jersey. They're brand new. They're football jerseys. So we've got that. We're able to take that down, and we're working with Margaret Koval, and Margaret does the Christmas train, and they, they have gathered up so many other great items, including a lot of stuff for school pencils and paper and notebooks and all of those kinds of things. And then on January the 10th, we get to go down and we get to play Santa Claus or actually the Three Kings. The Three Kings arrive on camels. There's all this fanfare and music. It's really a great time. You got me like with goosebumps right now thinking about going, John. And I'm just thankful that there are so many great people around us who donate stuff and allow us to go down there and do these good works. It's really an honor and a pleasure for us to do it. And I was talking to my son Patrick and Philip, and they're all fired up about heading down there also. Man, it, 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 is, it is a great cause, and I know that feeling that you have of giving on back, especially when you go on down there. Phil, people want to find out more about this event, maybe even how they can make a donation, find out about your blogs or your Spanish-speaking broadcast. How's the best way to do it? John, and also I'll be attending a meeting in Ensenada. I just got invited about the future of fishing at Guadalupe Island Tuesday. So I'll let you know about that next week for sure or blog about it before. But pfomedia.com, you can go there and find out how to fillet a yellowfin croaker, get the latest on fishing, get some tips, find a video on how to yo-yo the iron, and lots more. Or you can find us also on Facebook at PFO. And, of course, our Spanish show airs in Los Angeles and Baja California Norte every Friday at 9 p.m., Sundays at 6 a.m. on AM 690. And you can check us out at Aventuras a la de Libre on Facebook. Also, if you want to get the very latest in Espanol. So we've got it all there for you, John. And as always, it's a great pleasure to be on with you, Wendy, and Stan, and all of your great listeners. All right. And, Phil, good speaking with you. And I can't tell you how much we look forward to hearing your report next week on just what the consensus is and what's going to be happening with uh, Guadalupe Island in uh, 2016. I know a lot of fishermen here in the Southland would be interested in that too. So thanks a lot for offering to make that available to us. You got it, John. The only reason I won't be here is if that mermaid jumps out of the sea, but (laughs) more than likely I'll see you uh, next Sunday. All right. Phil Friedman with What the Heck is Phil Thinking. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we've got to take a break right now, but coming up next, it's California Inshore Report with Captain James Nelson. Stay tuned. There's still more Ron Real Radio to come. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. (laughs) 
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth, moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My Angler H2O. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always... Always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight, and I've got Wendy Toshahar too. And Wendy, we just heard that commercial for Iserline, and uh, Phil Friedman was talking about some big fish in the Santa Ana River lakes, and I know they're in Corona and a few of the other lakes. Iserline has some great line, but I got to tell you, we're spooling up more two and four pound test Iserline than we have in a long, long time uh, going after those uh, uh, big fish. Uh, if uh, people are looking for using that light line, what Iser line do you recommend for that? Well, especially for spinning reels, I would recommend the Triple X. It's a limper line, and it doesn't have as much memory for those spinning reels, and it's really strong. Right. And I, so I, I recommend smoke. I really like the you know the tinted colored line. It doesn't um, act as a fiber optic as much as a, a clear line would. Okay, so, hey, I just want to remind you, if you're going out trout fishing, and a lot of people don't have two- and four-pound tests, but your local dealer does, just go on in there, ask them for Iserline Triple X, ask them to put it on for you, and i got to tell you, if you get the opportunity to get that big fish on, you want Iserline on your reel. Hey, Wendy, thanks a lot for that. Hey, it's now time for the Southern California Inshore Report, where the fish icon himself, Captain. Captain James Nelson. Captain James, welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, John. You know, we use a lot of ice and line on my boat, so what can you say? The stuff is good. Oh, hey, you know, I've got to tell you, when uh, we went out with you a couple of few weeks ago, uh, 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 Captain, uh, or Dr. Jim, he had 25-pound Iser line on, and uh, we were yo-yoing those spoons, and I've got to tell you, if it wasn't for the Iser line, I don't think he would have brought in that uh, uh, that big uh, uh, white sea bass that he did when we were out there. Yeah, you know, I have to agree. And, and let's not forget, that was actually on the 15 pound that he was throwing. That was on oh, 15 wow. pound. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was on the light spool. Remember, he was he was getting smaller fish on the big line on that 20 pound. He thought, well, let's see what happens with the 15 pound. And walla boom, bada bing, bada bang. You know, and, and you know, it, it just uh, the finished story there. He went down to fifteen pound test. Thought he'd get a a little more flutter using that uh, lighter line. Went to a lighter lure, and bam! It, it turned out to be a a forty five pound white sea bass. And uh, you know, Captain Jim, let's talk uh, about that. Is uh, 
uh, sometimes if, if things are not going well, it's amazing how you can change your productivity by sometimes going a little lighter. Yeah, absolutely, John. You know, that's really been the key right now in the Bay, too, is uh, we're going with lighter, both lighter line and lighter lures. Uh, right now, you can't beat a quarter-ounce Castmaster, and if you're throwing swim baits, quarter-ounce leadhead, maybe a half-ounce at the most, even if you're in the deep water. Just go with as light as you can possibly feel like you can get away with. And it just changes the action of the lure. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't work the lure over so much, and it doesn't make it so that the fishermen, especially in saltwater, we're talking versus a freshwater, you really got to give that lure some punch and some mobility to make it work right when you're using heavier gear and a heavier lead head, especially. You know, Jim, we've been finding here in the store, and uh, uh, I'm just going to tell you what's happening in the store, and if you want to chime in on it, uh, you can too, but we have had a run of really light jig heads and and uh, bucktail jigs and bonita jigs, I mean, things that are quarter ounce uh, to half ounce. Uh, uh, for people going out fishing bonita, not only in the bay, but the mouth of the bay and just a, uh, just a little further out. And so, you know, those good fish, you know, going to a lighter line, they're biting and, and they're nice fish. And when you get it on, man, you've got a battle on your hands. And that's it. That's what's, that's what's fun. You know, you want to keep it sporting. You know, it, it's one thing to just yank fish out of the water all the time because you're, you're in some type of competition or you want to get something to the boat and fill your freezer. But it's another thing. Just get out there and have a good time and, and enjoy the fish that you're catching. And if they want to hit the lighter stuff, even if whether they're bigger or smaller fish, I mean, lighten up and have fun with it. You know, Stan, uh, have have you done that? Because I know I've done that before when I'm pre-fishing for a tournament. Sometimes if I want to locate the fish, I'll use lighter line because I'm, I'm more concerned about getting bit. And then when I go to the tournament itself and I think I know where the fish are, I might go to the, the uh, heavier line because uh, I know that, you know, each bite is a little more important. Actually, yeah, I stick with the light line even in the tournaments. A lot of people don't like that because they're afraid of losing fish, but I think having confidence in the line that you fish is is part of fishing tournaments and, and you know, being able to land the fish with your, your reels have to be really good and the drag systems have to be good. I mean, first and foremost, if your drag system isn't working and it's not really smooth, it makes it pretty tough, but I enjoy that style of fishing. I think it's a lot more fun, and you can you'd be surprised at how how you can land big fish with light line. I think most of the anglers out here in the West Coast have have gotten into that. Well, you know, we can we can do this, and you know, learning to let the fish move and let that fish go, and and let the reel and rod do its work is part of uh, a, part of the learning curve out here. I used to fish for those ten pound bonita with eight pound. Uh, line on a spinning rod and reel, and then we had to put ten pound on, you know, to get the bigger ones in. But that was letting them run around out there and learning how to work the drag and the rod and reel. Let them work uh, in conjunction, and I think that's the best part of fishing. Well, you know, and that's why I think going out with a guide like uh, Jim, uh, uh, why it's really to your advantage because he's got all different types of setups set up for, you know, all different conditions and. You know, I, I know uh, I've seen it happen on uh, the sport fishing boats a lot. You know, everyone comes rigged up uh, with the heavy gear to, 
to, you know, to catch those big fish. And then all of a sudden you find out that they're biting on the lighter tackle and you haven't brought it with you. Well, you go out with Jim. If you haven't brought it with you in your own gear, Jim has it available and, and you're still fishing, Jim. Absolutely. And again, we're using quality stuff. You know, we're not out there using, uh, you know, your generic type line. We're not using generic rods and reels. We're out there using tournament grade stuff, uh, Real nice reels with smooth drags, uh, and again we got Iserline on them, and so we're we're ready to go for that. And a lot of times, what I found too, so I'm doing with the uh, spinning reels now, is I'm putting a, a braid on the main spool, and then that way we could always change the top shot over. That's, that's, exactly that's that. the right way to do it nowadays, Jimmy. Do you ever get out and play with that bonita that's outside the harbor? Oh, absolutely, Stan. That's well, and with light line, I think that that is one of the most fun fish to play with out there with, uh, if, with let's say, you know, even 8 or 10-pound line. Hanging one of those things and letting them go and, and having to pull on them, that's great fun. And we've had some really quality panita this year. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and they're, they're down here just as much as I guess you guys are experiencing up there. Out of Newport and Long Beach, you guys are getting quite a bit, but we're getting quite a bit down here in San Diego, too. Well, Jim, tell us, you know, a lot of people are talking, you know, we've talked a little bit about the this big surge that's right out there, the heavy surf. Uh, obviously, you've probably seen it because, man, it's spectacular when it uh, uh, breaks off of uh, Point Lomo. I, I think, though, the surge is coming a little bit more from the northwest to be a really spectacular break there, but... Uh, how do you change your, your fishing habits uh, when we get a big surge like this? Well, you know, John, that's a good question. Uh, normally I would start uh, making sure that we stay and fish in the bay, but, you know, I've been doing that just by happenstance. My last few trips haven't been anybody wanting to go out and play in the big water anyway, so we've been in the bay. Yeah. All, all I've seen from is just pictures people are posting, so I have no idea what's going on out there. But I've been hearing about it. Sounds pretty delicious. Right. How about, how about the, in the Bay, uh, do you find that with this weather coming through now and the surge, are, are we getting a definite cool down in, in uh, the water, and is that changing the fishing in the, in the bays? It, the Bay is definitely cooled down. We're back into this, the low 60s. I think we had 61 the other day, which is, it doesn't, uh, that's actually normal. You know, it sounds like it's a little cold, but that's not cold at all. That's actually normal for this time of year. The main difference is that normally that would be on the on the warm up, whereas right now that's on the cool down. So you got to remember, just three weeks ago it was sixty five, sixty six back there. So now it's cooling down in like sixty two, sixty one. So it's kind of kind of a neat effect. Uh, what it's doing is, of course, getting the fish to move around, getting them a little more active in some of the areas where they've just been they haven't been. They've just been off schedule. Now they're back to schedule. So it's pretty fun. In a lot of spotties. Some uh, I heard uh, Phil talk a little bit about yellowfin croaker. We're starting to see them pop up, and as well as the halibut. I think you've seen. I've been posting a lot of pictures of shallow water halibut lately. Yeah, and Jim, you know, we're in the time of the year too where we're getting the astronomical tides that uh, are are huge. I mean, we we had some tides that were up to seven two. I think the the latest ones we've been getting this week they've been six eight or so. So that makes for a pretty good switch in the um, uh, uh, of the tides, especially in, in a bay like San Diego Bay. Uh, uh, it, 
you know, you go fishing when you can go fishing. And obviously, if you've got tide swings like that, how do you approach the, the fishing with a, a change of tides like that? Yeah, you know, John, they've been pretty, pretty ginormous. They've been crazy good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a matter of, again, going with the lightest lure that you possibly can for the area that you're fishing. When that tide slacks up a lot, you'll really appreciate that light lure. When the tide starts moving and really ripping out, um, that becomes a little different story, and then you'll start sizing up as you need to go. But it's just, that's what we've been doing with it. Uh, when the tide starts flooding up, in, especially in San Diego Bay, really good, we'll go into areas where normally there's no water and get up. You can get those, those bodies right now just right on the bank. It's almost like fishing uh, freshwater, you know, like fishing trout, like say Mac or SRL, where you're just like right on top of the fish as they're going up on the bank. So if you, uh, let's say, go into the South Bay, if we're talking about, you know, everything that's south of the Cardinal Bridge where <clears throat> it gets uh, uh, a little bit shallower in there, uh, you, you suggest this is a good time to go in there and pop some of those bodies. Do you feel the effects of those big tides as you get farther back into the bay as you would, let's say, at Ballast Point or so? I don't think you feel the current as much, but you do feel the presence of the water. Like I said, when that water comes up high, it's really high. When it goes down, it goes way down. So you do feel the the actual current itself a little bit, but you really start feeling that current rip everywhere from Seaport Village on out to the point. That's where you can really feel it. And the last few trips that we've been making out on pipelines, you could see it. You'll see eddies out there in the ocean waves. You'll just see the smooth, slick eddy. Uh, created off of whatever rock pile or pipeline that's down there. And so you know that current is just really ripping well. Well, a little bird told me we might have another trip scheduled coming on up by the end of this week to the pipeline. He's trying. I talked to him yesterday, so that that little bird catches big fish, so if he wants to go, let's go. Well, you know what? (laughs) He keeps on going out there and punishing them, but I know you've been taking some of the other clients out there. Always a good place to fish. Always a good time to go fishing when you fish with the fish icon, Captain James Elson. Captain, if uh, you got any specials going uh, during the Christmas time or anything? You know, it's a good thing you ask. And yeah, now is the time, by the way. This is the last, you know, last 20-something days we've got to get out there and catch some of these rockfish before the closure. So now's the time to do it and get going while they're biting and while they're still legal. But uh, if anybody wants to, you know, go at any other time, or have somebody who wants to go, I do have a gift certificate special I run every year this time. So and I know this one, a lot of people like to take advantage of it. It's convenient because you get a gift certificate. and send you a PDF file so you don't even have to worry about shipping. And send it to you, print it yourself, you give it to your loved one. It'll have that person's name on it. Um, John, basically what it is, it's real quick and simple. It's $50 off. So if wow. they get a half-day package, a full-day package, whatever they get for the person that they're giving it to, it's $50 off its normal price, and that's huge. All right. If we want to get more information on how to book a trip with you, especially with the holidays coming on up where the kids are on out, how's the best way to do it, Jim? Well, you could always reach me online, or you can call at 619-395-0799. Again, online, it's thefishicon.com or 619-395-0799. Well, Jim, I appreciate the great report, and uh, the weather is such where they're talking about 
Temperatures, again, into the 70s as we get to the close, the end of next week. I think there's a good chance we're going to be seeing you before our next report. I'm thinking so. I mean, we may not be out there in shorts and sandals, but we'll be having a good time nonetheless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Captain James Nelson, the fish icon, thanks a lot for the Southern California report. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the first hour of Ron Real Radio, but there is still more to come. Coming up in the next hour, we have Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing. He's going to tell us all about how the year has gone for him, what's happening right now, maybe some projections into the future. I know last year at this time, the Tribute was out there stroking them when everyone was going, huh? What's happening? Hey, you're going to want to hear from Captain Mike and more, but we got to take a break. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM 540 or at ronrealradio.com. More to come. Stay tuned. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect, finally a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakey fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons and outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes, and I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Quanta Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum. We are performance-tuned. 
You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or Anglers Arsenal in La Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Toshihara. Hey, it is really my pleasure to introduce our listening audience to the next, our next guest. A lot of you know him because you've been out on this boat before. This has been one of the most fish-catching machines this, sea, uh, this uh, season on the water. We're going to find out all about it. Let's welcome to Ron Real Radio, Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. Captain Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, good evening, uh, especially uh, you, John, Stan, and Wendy. Uh, hopefully you're having a good Sunday. We are having a great Sunday, and, and you are just adding to it because, you know, I've been wanting to get you on the show here since, oh, man, it's been almost since the last time I went out with you when you showed me a great time catching some bluefin tuna in the middle of winter. I mean, what's happening w- with this bite, uh, Mike? You, you know, it, it's, um, I, I, I don't, it, it's kind of hard to really take it for what it is, but it's quite possibly the best local, and I mean, when I say local, I mean local offshore fishing uh, in history. And I actually, I mean, we have a lot to base that on. Um, we stopped running about um, about two weeks ago. It, it's time for us to start doing boat work. We're getting it ready to repower. We're going to be putting in some new engines and new generators uh, this year. But we had an 18-month stretch of tuna fishing. And when I say tuna fishing, for the most part, it was great tuna fishing. Uh, phenomenal fishing uh, last January, February for bluefin out at the Cortez. One of the best local seasons in known history. And um, I, not on our boat. We, we had stopped running, but uh, one of my crew members, uh, my second captain, Brian, and I went out on the San Diego last week, and I had a limit of yellowfin on the San Diego in the second week of December. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what else can you say about the year? Hey, Mike, Stan here, buddy. First, I'm just smiling away having you on the show. I, I, this guy is one of the fishiest guys that, out there to fish with. Uh, I fished with him quite a bit. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I think this, I cannot remember in my lifetime anything like this uh, this year of fishing. When you got the bluefin that came in, and then four miles offshore, we're catching 200-pound bluefin, or at least hooking them, not landing many, but we got a bunch of that, and it stayed around for that amount of time. And then, you know, late into the season here, into September, uh, you got bluefin up on the court, up on the, uh, not the, yeah, not the Cortez, and then they moved all the way up to the Osborne there, and the, the you could catch yellowfin and yellowtail, uh, 30 to 45 pounds on the Cortez and and catch that still 40 to 50 pound uh, bluefin and that some of that big stuff was still around <laughs> even at that point in time it was just uh, in between the islands out there. I mean, uh, this has been a phenomenal fishing year and it, we're they're still catching fish. It's been nuts. We're talking about dropper loop fishing just before uh, you got on here and guys are going to drop a loop with 50 for 30 pound yellowtail. I'm thinking, you know. 
We use 80 down there. If you go to Guadalupe, you're going to use 100 pounds. But this fishing is just absolutely off the hook this year. No, it's been crazy. Well, yeah, that, some of that, that fishing in the north end of Guadalupe, your 100 pounds still isn't heavy enough. But, <laughs> you know, we had, we had a girl out on the boat this year, Sophie, that had our biggest, uh, Sophia, that had our biggest bluefin of the year. Um, uh, Gillen got it and bled. It weighed 100, I think 149 pounds at the dock. That's uh, insane. That, that fish was caught maybe 10 miles off the beach outside of Del Mar. So, I mean, it, it's, there's, you know, okay, a really good way to look at this is, I, I've, I've been doing this for now about 30 years. Um, started, we, you know, you guys are talking about Ventura, Ventura Pier a lot. Pretty much where my, my fishing career started was, uh, man, I spent a lot of time on that pier, and it was broken then, it's broken now. Um, <laughs> kind of a, a weather thing, but when I first came down to San Diego, we used to always talk, and it was, <clears throat> it's funny because there was a, a wahoo that the searcher had caught right below San Clemente Island somewhere in the late 80s, and that was always the thing. We're, uh, that, I can't believe that there was wahoo caught locally. Man, it, wouldn't it be great to see a wahoo? Well, we had wahoo last year. This year we had um, a little over half a dozen wahoo. The, the legend was might be the exception this year. He got down to uh, the Coronado Islands at the right, right time and had a day for like 29. I mean, when th- this is going to be talked about, unless next year is better, which there, there is a possibility, <laughs> that this is something that's going to be, I mean, you want to talk about record-breaking. This is just awesome. Just, just crazy, crazy, never heard of fishing, and we really made the best of it. You know, Mike, we we talk about the the 2015 season as as being one for the records. And is there any rhyme or reason? Is it part El Nino? Is it part cyclical? Is it part uh, you know conservation you know, um, environment? What 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 were the combinations that maybe make made this happen that we haven't seen in such a long the, the, time? I, I'm, I'm not going to go too far into it. The, the, the oddballs in the government can say global warming or all they want, climate change. <laughs> The, the, the world has gone through changes for, I mean, since the dawn of, you know, time. Um, whether it's that, I don't know. I, I, I'm still going to use what happened last year. The beginning of this year, anybody who's fished the boat in the last few months, um, the, okay, the, the boat was built as the Polaris Three for Bill Pohl, uh, his first real long-range boat. Uh, it, it was after the, the Polaris, which is now the uh, Prowler. Um, or the, that was a Polaris too, and then the K Polaris, which is now the Searcher. The, the my boat was built as a Polaris three. Um, we have a lot of really neat uh, pictures in the entrance of the galley. Uh, the, the boat being christened. Um, a, a lot of it's just really bill pool oriented. Um, I, I the, the boat's named uh, the tribute as a tribute to Bill Pool. It was the first one of his boats that was sold after he passed away. But I told Ingrid Poole, his widow, who, who is still at, I mean, the, the lady is not aged at all. She's done great. I said, I wish Bill was around to see this. And she said, Bill is the reason this is happening. And I said, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not going to prove you wrong. I mean, that, that, that sounds like a greater, uh, as good of a reason as any as to why this is happening. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a a great tribute. But also, you know, part of it, 
are these great platforms that we have to fish from, like, you know, like the Tribute and a lot of the other boats that are out there, the Legend. I mean, these are really platforms that, uh, you know, were, you know, not not existent 20, 25 years ago or not nearly as good. Okay, well, well I was going to say, I was going to correct you on that one because the, most of these boats were built in the 60s. Uh, a new sport fishing boat, I mean, there, there's a few exceptions, but... The, the fact is they've gotten better. The fish finding ability has gotten better. Uh, a huge, huge part of it is satellite imagery, which, uh, you know, the, the days of driving around all day to try to find warm water is gone. You, you, and it's definitely not cheating. It's just a sign of the times. You, you get online, you look at, uh, you, you know, you look at your local water pictures, the breaks, and a lot of this is accessible to anybody but the, the days of driving around for, you know, hours on end in cold, dirty water are gone, and that's really become a huge part of it. And what, what do you attribute a lot of that to, uh, uh, Mike? But, you know, just, just modern technology. Uh, yeah, no kidding. With uh, hunting or anything else, I mean, you know, we're making the best of, uh, you know, the best of our situation. It's... Uh, and I, I do have to say, thankfully, lately, the, the price of diesel is, has been reasonable. So you're, you're not cringing every time you go out on a flyer and, and you're going to go look for something different. But, um, you know, the, the new sonars, we, we have a, a new Fruno sonar that is just, it, you see flying fish on it. You, you'll see a, a hit on the sonar, and then a flying fish will take off. I mean, they're, they're that accurate now. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> and, and these days of the the terrafin maps, and uh, uh, you know, we're looking at the water a lot differently than uh, you used to look at it. It is, and and like I was saying, when when this first really started coming out, um, you, you know, it's it's just a different day and age. I remember working deck on the producer in the late '90s with Ray Sobiak when um, some of these uh, these. these these fishing websites came up where, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're getting a complaint on the Internet. And I was talking to Ray Sobiak about it, and Ray goes, this is the end of sport fishing. Oh, my God, what what are we going to do? People can complain online about us. Well, all that does is make everybody better. It, it, it's, you know, you step up your game. Social media is great. I mean, we're a huge part of it. But all these little things go to influence you and just make you that much better. Well, I think social media has had a lot to do about it, not only to uh, inform people on what's happening on the boats, but also to get to know the personnel on the boats a lot better, too, just like uh, we're talking to you right now and and getting to know you. I mean, uh, the accessibility of the skippers and the crew members on the boats uh, is unprecedented. It it is, and it's become... I, you know, I joke around, and some of the things that we've had to do lately as far as um, uh, our fish processing with uh, the new regulations with tuna and everything else, I, I was kind of joking around with that John Yamati, who is uh, the, the, one of the owners and managers of T4 Sport Fishing that we run out of. I said, if you would have told somebody 20 years ago that we were going to have to cut the, and I'm saying this as nice as I can, cut the anus out of the fish, so fish and wildlife can inspect it. I said most of our, our crew would have quit. But it's one of those things we've gone through this whole thing. We've progressed with them, and it just gets better and better, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, um, terrafin pictures. I mean, you know, it's 
modern technology has uh, really gone um, and, and helped us along the way. It's just, it, it, you know, if you're looking at a weather forecast now and fishing saltwater, okay, take this weekend as an example. We've had really, really funky weather. It, you look online, you know not to go out. I mean, it, it's changed everything just that much for the better. Yeah. That's uh, across the board in freshwater and saltwater. The technology has just been incredible about giving you information and and helping you in how to judge where you're going to go and what you're going to do on the water, and especially the information about you know from currents and temperature for the for the saltwater. It's amazing what's out there. I mean, you can get wind direction from any number of different. Uh, Areas on your computer now, and it'll tell you water temperature, wind direction, and and a lot of times in all those current breaks and the temperatures, uh, it's incredible how much information is just available at your fingertips. It is, and Stan, one thing that you you know as well as I do, forecast predictions and everything else. The only real way to to keep to, to consistently catch fish is to go fishing. I mean, you, yep. you can't base everything on that. I mean. I, I don't know how many charter groups uh, I've had in the last oh, 15 years since I've been running boats call and say, well, what moon phase should I go fishing on? Who cares? And it's, it's like, well, sometimes they bite on a full moon. Sometimes they bite on a new moon. Sometimes they bite in between. More than anything, you have to be on the water to, to take advantage of it. <laughs> That's exactly correct. That. You know, I, I have to I'll accentuate that. People, because I run these different charges for years now, and everybody goes, you know, do you want? Do you like to go on the full moon? Do I like to go on the new moon? I I really don't care about the moon so much as being on the water, and and we'll go find them because they eat all the time. Every once in a while, you have the a situation where that that fish like to bluefin. They go down for a day or two, and all of a sudden they pop back up in a new direction and a new place. But that just takes guys time on the water and boats on the water to find that fish again if they move. The well, th- th- that's, that's it, and I still, I honestly still don't think there's a rhyme or reason. I've seen fish bite for weeks on end, regardless of moon phase, and I've seen them not bite for weeks on end, regardless of moon phase. So but yeah. what I always tell people is come out when you think you want to, you know, if you're doing a charter, come out and we will make the best of it. But th- there's, there's no guarantee well, whether it's we're, hunting or fishing, there's no guarantee. We're speaking with uh, Captain Mike Pritchard, owner-operator of Tribute Sports Fishing out of uh, Seaforth Landing. Uh, Mike, can you stay, uh, stay with us and do another segment? I, I, I will be here. All right. Hey. Cool. <laughs> you got Stan Vandenberg, Wendy Toshihara. You're listening to Rod Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. And if you missed any of tonight's show, you can go to the archive page and you can listen to tonight's show or any of the shows for the past 10 years. So have at it, if you will. Hey, Captain Mike, Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages.
Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. So is Wendy Torshahar. And our special guest tonight is Captain Mike Pritchard, owner-operator of Tribute Sports Fishing at a Seaforth uh, Landing here in San Diego. And Captain Mike, we were talking about how epic the, the season of 2015 was. Had, had you had a chance to put together some, some figures on just exactly how well the boat might have done in comparison to other seasons or... Or uh, just uh, overall? Yeah, you you want to know? 
It's kind of funny. It's a stat that my wife brought up not too long ago, uh, Melody. Um, this the, the three years that I've had the boat, we've held at least two of the top spots in our offshore fishing. And uh, really the best way to do it would be going to, like, uh, Terrence Berg's uh, website, 976Tuna. Right as of right now, we are we we're the number one boat: bluefin, yellowfin, and dorado. Which I mean, it's kind of big for the year. I do have to give a lot of that credit to my second captain, uh, second operator, Jacob Hensley. Ran the boat uh, quite a bit this year. First first summer I've ever really got a chance to uh, take time off and enjoy some family life. I, I did have surgery, uh, bicep surgery last year. Uh, he started really running the boat then. Uh, once I was healed up, I, I, I honestly have to say there wasn't a whole lot of reason to get back on the boat. <laughs> I, I do feel guilty. I, I probably should have ran the boat more, but he did a phenomenal job this year as far as holding up our end of the bargain. And, um, you know, an, another year in the books and a number year uh, or another year um, at the top of the list. But wow. uh, we uh, our, our bluefin fishing is probably the, the one standout because we were the only – the only boat fishing in January and February, a lot of other boat owners, operators, uh, actually questioned it at the time. They said, why are you still, and this is like November, December, why are you still running? I said, well, fishing is good. People want to go fishing, and until that changes, we're going to keep going. Well, it, it never ended. I, I think uh, we are uh, definitely the only boat this year with over 2,000 bluefin, and a lot of that, a lot of that better fishing was early, early this year offshore. We had uh, two different trips in February where we had over 150 bluefin on a day and a half trip in February on the Cortez Banks. So I mean, it, it's I just, sent it's Mike. I sent guys down to you that were asking, you know, "What do you think?" And I go, "You know, your boat's running, and, and if I were you, I'd go call the tribute and see if they got some openings, and they they're running like two trips or one trip." Uh, a week, uh, but you can get on, and that fish is still there. And uh, uh, there were guys just <laughs> frothing at the bit that, that never ended. It just kept going because we had it drop off just two weeks before Christmas last year, and then all of a sudden jump back up and start going in right after Christmas, and you were one of the only boats running. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I just went out and uh, dove hunted last uh, last week with Pat Cavanaugh, the owner of the Pacific Dawn. Yep. We were, we were kind of talking about it, and there was a period right, it was either right before, and I do think it was right before Christmas. I Fishing had been good. It, it hadn't been great, and I went out of the way to offer up um, different items from our sponsors, uh, Akuma, Pelagic, uh, Soft Steel, Seeker, all, all of our different sponsors. Uh, I actually offered up our own personal uh, stuff on the boat for for raffle prizes just because I thought it'd be, I was like, wouldn't it be cool to run a week before Christmas and get out and catch some tuna? Well, we got out full on that trip, and we knocked the crud out of it. I think we had over uh, <laughs> 300 mixed tuna. And I, at that point, I said, you know what? The fish have no idea what time of the year it is. They, they don't know what month it is. They don't care. And until I see something change, we're going to keep going. And it, it never stopped. Well, not only that, trying to get on the boat was difficult enough because you were selling out. But I've got to tell you that those numbers are even deceiving that you gave us because we were fishing those big fish, and we had to, we talked about fishing light line earlier. 
we had to really size down. So the number of fish that we actually hooked up and we brought in was, uh, I don't want to say it was a small percentage, but it wasn't anywhere near what we hooked up. Well, you ended up, yeah. And Jake, uh, like I said, Captain Jake Hensley was, I, I had surgery in the beginning of January. So through this time, it, it was weird because it's trying to, okay, you try to pick a time of the year where, you're, okay, you're going to go in, you're going to have bicep surgery, you're going to be out of commission for six months. So well, let's do this in the beginning of January because you're not going to miss anything. I sat there <laughs> and watched the best winner of tuna fishing ever. <laughs> and he did a, a great job. He did an awesome job. But I, I was, every week it was, you know, pushing it, trying to get the boat off the dock. In February, we were running five days a week, and it was just, it, it was so amazing. But a huge part of it was the, the sea lions were uh, a, a huge part of it. The, the amount of sea lions and the amount of fish that they, they took oh, yeah. um, out of the Cortez was a huge part of it. And our bait situation for the last year has been less than pleasant, so... Even with uh, even with that going on, the, the fish counts were amazing. Well, you know, uh, I know, you know, right now you're in maintenance. And tell me, uh, what do you think's going to, uh, your schedule's going to evolve like when the boat comes out of maintenance? When do you expect it to be out? And what kind of trips do you think you're going to run? You're going to go back there and see if you can uh, uh, redo uh, 2015 again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, thankfully this happened last year, I, I, and I'm not saying that anything's going to go away. Local water temps anywhere from 63 to 66, which is huge for this time of year. Um, still very warm. It, it could be another season like we had last year. We've never seen an El Nino. We've never seen um, a sequence of years like this, so nobody can predict it. We, we've never seen hundreds of local Wahoo caught, and that was last year. This year was better. So nobody can actually predict what's going to happen next year. I mean, you, you can say you have, or say you can, or you've seen something similar, but um, I, I would say next year is probably going to be pretty darn good just based on what's been going on. We are going to be doing um, quite a bit of uh, maintenance between the repower, the generators, and we're, it, it's weird after running that much because, I mean, the, the boat definitely needs a lot of work in my opinion. I still think it's funny guys get on the boat, even lately, and they're like, man, what a nice boat. You know, your, your boat's so well-maintained. How do you do it? And I, I look at them, and I go, what do you mean? The, the, the boat's horrible right now. It needs to be painted. We need to do this and that. But it's funny because usually only the owners see it from that standpoint or, or the operators. I mean, the, the boat is in great shape. Um, it's going to have new engines, new generator, probably a new bay tank after this year. What we're shooting for right now is trying to be ready to run by the end of February because it's almost impossible to say what's going to happen this year. Sure. You know, tell, tell us a little bit more about the boat there, Mike. How long is she, what you've done with her, and, you know, bunk rooms, what do you got? The, the, the boat's uh, 80 feet by 24 feet. It's a Dittmar Donaldson. What, one of the few Dittmars that was actually designed with the owner involved, who was Bill Pohl, um, if you've fished any time in the last, 40, oh, 50 years. You, you, you probably know who Bill Poole is, um, known as the Admiral, uh, a great guy. I, I ran the Excel uh, for him. I spent six years working for the guy. Uh, he, he passed away a couple years ago. But, but the boat was built as, and a lot of them at the time were, built as a fishing platform. It's low. 
It's wide. It's a two-inch mahogany planked hull. It rides extremely well. Uh, most of our, our loads are between 32 and 36 people. The boat sleeps. Originally, it slept 56, which I don't ever want to see 56 people on my boat. But <laughs> we, we, we do a lot of limited load trips. And our, our charters, we specialize in groups from 20 to 35 people. Um, day, day and a half trips are our primary um, operation. But we do trips up to five days. And there was some talk earlier about open up, uh, opening up Guadalupe Island. If that is a possibility, if we get back into it, you're going to see a lot more five-day trips in the winter. Oh, man. That oh, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, about that Dittmar Donaldson boat, you know, that wood hull, uh, that may be one of the, the reasons you did well on the tuna. That, that, that hull fishes really well, and when you, when you get bit, that it, it floats stern first, and, and fishability on that thing is just amazing. I mean, those Dittmars were, were great boats the way they made them, and Bill Poole knew that. Well, they are, and, and most people would know the boat as the holiday. It was the, uh, it was the holiday for 38 years. Uh, the crow's nest, the, the giant mast that was on it, was cut off before I bought the boat. Um, a lot of people, it, it's funny because a lot of people get on the boat and they go, man, you know, I love your boat. It, it seems so familiar to me. And I, I said, well, what, uh, what have you fished in the past? And they started telling me. I said, well, did you ever fish the holiday? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, I love the holiday. I used to fish it several times a year. And I said, well, does it look familiar now? And a lot of the guys go, oh, my God, I didn't even know that. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Mike, uh, you talked about uh, repowering the boat. I mean, other than dependability, what does repowering the boat really uh, uh, mean to you? Well, it's, uh, it's a, a grant system that California has developed, in, and it's been in existence for a long time. The, the diesels that I have on my boat now, they're, they're Caterpillar 3406s. They've been in there since, uh, I think, 2003. And, and the last couple of years have been the hardest years that those engines have ever seen. Well, California has a... Uh, a setup now where if you qualify, if you run enough time, you basically they're trying to clean up the environment. They're trying to put new, cleaner, burning um, diesels, not not necessarily in just boats, in uh, farm equipment, trucks, everything else. So we were approved for a grant earlier this year from uh, from the state of California. So we're going to be changing our 3406 Caterpillars out with uh, 13 and a half liter John Deere's, which are slightly more fuel-economical, uh, but they're just a lot cleaner. And it's going to be coming with a, a brand-new generator as well. So the, the boat that uh, anybody who's been fishing for the last several years is going to be just – it's going to be that. It's going to be cleaner, faster, and that much more improved. And will it mean anything like, will the boat set any different? Uh, will you, you have uh, uh, better speed out of the boat or what? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a little bit better speed. Uh, it's not going to change a whole lot. It's just going to mean that you step foot on the boat and you know you have brand new, um, brand new diesels, you know, underneath you that that are going to be extremely reliable. I, I do have to say one thing: we, we've been cutting out our. Uh, the, the boat was originally built with a 21 ton fish hold, which by today's standards is crazy. Our fish hold used to go from the engine room bulkhead all the way to the transom, all, all the way to the stern. My gosh. We, uh, the, the previous owner had actually kind of changed that around to make it uh, not only smaller, but a little more uh, user-friendly as far as RSW and everything else goes. 
the, the last week, one of my crew members and myself had been pulling out our, our old fish hold. And th- this is fiberglass, plywood, and insulation that's been in there for 30 years. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty comical the way things have been overbuilt in the past. So our fish hold is going to be improved, our bait tank is going to be improved, and the, uh, the engines and the generator are going to be improved for anybody fishing with us this year. So more than anything, it's going to be the same uh, great customer service that we've had and just a little more reliability. Not, not that it's been bad. <laughs> hey, Mike, we got to take a break right now, but can I ask you to stay on for just a little bit longer after this break? Not a problem. All right. Hey, we are speaking with Captain Mike Pritchard uh, from uh, Tribute Sports Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. Stan, Wendy, and I, we got to take a commercial break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. Still more to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. My angler h 2 oath. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet, the 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 at H&M Landing in San Diego. It has a really comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure Venture 2 online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619-222-1144. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Run Real Radio. We have Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sports Fishing with us. And Captain Mike, uh, 
Question about the fishing, especially bluefin tuna. Have you seen any clarity in what's happening with the uh, bluefin tuna fishing south of the border? Uh, you know, we know what's happening north here, but what's the situation with taking bluefin uh, in the not too distant future here south? Um, it's been opened up unless something has changed in the last week that I don't know about. Uh, Mexico has allowed us to keep bluefin again. Uh, the limit on bluefin in Mexico is the same as it is up here, which is two. Um, but th- there was a period of time last year, talking to uh, Ryan Bostain, uh, owner-operator of the San Diego, the three-quarter day boat out of, uh, out of Seaforth, there was a period of time where he actually considered the bluefin a nuisance at the Coronado Islands earlier this year when they were trying to catch yellowtail because you couldn't keep them. Well, okay, now, now uh, you know, the, the limit's been uh, opened up. At least you, you can keep two fish there. Two bluefin is still a lot better than no bluefin, and it looks like <laughs> it's going to stay that way for the year. Yeah, especially if the, they're in that 40-pound range. Now, uh, is it two total per boat? Can you catch two, two in American two. waters, two in the Mexican waters, or is it just two per day per fisherman? Yeah, uh, as, as far as switching borders, I, I'm not even going to go there. If you're fishing on a boat in Mexican waters, you can keep two bluefin per person per day, up to three days, just like uh, the majority of their their limits are. So, you know, uh, especially if they're that size, two bluefin uh, anything uh, north of 15, 18 pounds is just, I mean, it, it, it's great. Um, and especially if they're those big ones. I mean, two of those 40-pound bluefin is, is a lot of a lot of fish. So the, the fact that we got that, uh, I, I definitely have to give a lot of, uh, a lot of credit to Ken Frankie from SAC and working with the, the Mexican government to get that opened up. But it, it sounds like um, once bluefin show up in Mexican waters, we're, we're good to go. And what are you hearing? You know, we uh, heard from Phil Friedman. Uh, there's some meetings in Ensenada about going down uh, and uh, what change it may be in the situation of Guadalupe Island. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to Stan Vandenberg uh, quite a bit about this in the past. <laughs> I, I have fished. Uh, I, I fished Clipperton uh, when I was on, on the Excel a half dozen times. Neat island, if, if you'd even call it an island. But the one island out of our entire coastline from, I, I've never fished the, the Farallons, but from San Miguel Island outside of Point Conception South, Guadalupe is by far, by far my favorite, and for a lot of reasons. Just not only the, the quality of the giant yellowtail that you talked about earlier, the big yellowfin, the, the, the known giant bluefin that have been there in the past, the, the, <laughs> the gray-white sharks that... No matter how many of your yellowfin they eat, they're still pretty darn cool to look at. <laughs> and it's just—it's like fishing Jurassic Park. Please, it is. I call it, it Kong Island. On. We will it, be there. It, it has the best of everything. You've got tuna from thirty to one hundred thirty pounds. You've got yellowtail up to ninety-three pounds. Our, our record here has come from there. Ninety-one right. or ninety-three. Um, Arnie Cohen got the 91, and Tommy off the queue got the 93 a week or two later. Um, it, it, it's got huge calico bass. It's got grouper. It's got a little of everything for the, for the angler that goes there. And if you want to learn how to fish long range, if you've never been, Guadalupe Island is long range sport fishing. Mike, what, what is it, the uh, U.S. fleet asking for? And 
what do you think uh, uh, the resolution is going to be? I, you know, I, I, as of right now, there, there's a, a few boats that can fish it. Um, I think there's been a lot of work with uh, with Mexico, Mexican attorneys, and uh, whatnot to get um, to be able to fish down there. If I, I if they were allowing each boat a, a certain amount of days to fish down there, I, I think that would be more than fair. Um, my boat was originally, if you, I mean, if you can find any of it, and it's pretty neat if you do, the, the schedule that Bill Poole had in the late 60s was almost all five- to seven-day trips. It was, and Guadalupe was the, the number one stomping ground. There was a lot of trips done down to uh, Alejos Rocks, but it, oddly enough, my boat was actually designed to fish that area. Um, I, I'd love to get back down there. I mean, me personally, I think it's great. For somebody who's looking for an in-between trip, you know, to, like you said, to, to make their step up to long-range fishing, you get down there, you have a chance to catch some of those bigger yellowfin, and it's the only place that I, I've consistently been laughed at when you tell somebody that's fishing at night, you go out, you go out there and you're like, hey, man, if you want to fish yellowtail, you need to fish at least 100 pound." And the guy <laughs> looks at you and he goes, man, they're just yellowtail. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll remember that when you hook one. Guy will get bit on the dropper loop at night up towards the uh, north end of the island there, and it's such a humbling experience to watch a guy get drugged down the rail by a thirty-pound fish, well, or just <laughs> pinned to the rail where they can't lift the rod and their hands underneath it trying to lift it up. Man, <laughs> you, you want to pull on something it, for the for the thirty seconds that that fish has a chance of making the bottom. Pound for pound, there's nothing like it. Nope. <laughs> Wow. Mike, we're going we're gonna to leave you at that, and it sounds like uh, with the maintenance that you're doing on the tribute that you're going to be poised and in a great position to go on down there or hit those uh, fish again if they uh, are there in uh, uh, late winter uh, and early spring. Where can we go to find out more information about the tribute and when you do finally post your schedule uh, to take a look at it and start booking with you? You know, we already have uh, some trips uh, this coming year that are sold out, even in September. Neat. Um, we, we've we've started to build a little bit of a clientele, but uh, tributesportfishing.com, uh, com, and, uh, of course, I mean, every, I think everybody has it now, but if you want to look at our Facebook page, it's Tribute Sport Fishing. We try to update it as much as possible. Trips from one to five days, 20 to 35 people is what we specialize in. Uh, obviously, there's always, you know, if you want to go with a lighter load, that's a possibility. And trips up to five days. So, um, we, uh, we'd love to have you. All right. Well, Captain Mike, thanks a lot for taking some of your Sunday to be with us. Uh, exciting to hear from you and all the adventures of uh, Tribute Sports Fishing. We look forward to fishing with you next season, and we wish you a season that is at least equally as successful as 2015 was. Oh, boy. Well, if I don't talk to you before then, uh, have a Merry Christmas, um, and we'd love to see you on the water. You know, Mikey, Merry Christmas back to you and your family, buddy, and I'll catch you. I won't be around. Man, you're you're going to have to come out with us sooner or later. Oh, no, that's on the table. (laughs) It's on the table, bud. (laughs) All right. All right, you guys take care and have a good night. Mike Mike uh, Pritchard from uh, Tribute to Sports Fishing, thanks a lot for being with us. Hey, Stan, you know, I know it's been a couple of weeks uh, since you got back from uh, 
uh, your trip, uh, but man, you had an epic trip, and uh, you want to give us a little bit about the tally, and then also tell us about some of the people that really helped make that a sensational trip uh, for you and your guests. Sure, I mean, we had we had fish, we had way, just an epically fun trip, too. Uh, we had uh, uh, Wahoo at Alejos on the way down, where I make the guys build a bomb called the Vanderbomb, <laughs> and the first guy to catch is the Wahoo on the Vanderbomb, uh, gets a $1,000 rod and reel combination, one of the new rods from Seeker, a uh, 7.5-footer, and uh, Ovet two-speed reel and Maximus braided line all ready to go, so it's about a $1,000 combo, and it makes for a fun start for your trip, uh, and then we just headed down to the island, and we had exceptionally fun uh, tuna fishing. Right off the bat, I mean, I got the first bite and the first fish on the boat. and Maybe, maybe not the first bite, but I got the first one on the boat. Uh, and it was about a buck and a quarter to a buck and a half somewhere in there to start the, the ball rolling. But it just went on and on for the three or four days we were down at, uh, at the island. Uh, fishing was just excellent. I think we spent most of our time, because we had fair weather and you know, good weather down at the island, we knew that it was going to blow up here and, and uh, down towards Cabo at 35 knots, so we didn't want to be there. Uh, but the lower the lower banks are starting to go, and the guys are catching some pretty good fish, onesies, twosies down there, too. So we came back up, and we caught uh, Grouper at the Morgan and Wahoo. We had one of the most phenomenal Wahoo bites I've ever seen, uh, where uh, we yeah, that was on the 17 on the, on the ridge. And uh, we, we boated close to 100 of them in in a three-hour period just laughing and giggling and scratching because, you know, if you boat a, a hundred of them, you lost 500 of them. Neat. Oh, my. And uh, and we it was just great fun. We came out up the line, but we couldn't have done it without our sponsors, Avet Reels, who also sponsors the boat, Seeker Rods, who also sponsors the boat. Gamagatsu Hooks was incredible. We've never had a failure or a bend or a break on a, on a Gamagatsu hook in history, um, we had Maxima fluorocarbon and mono, uh, Ballyhood, Daryl at Valley has Ballyhood with the uh, the cowbell, as I called it, and uh, uh, the bombs that he had. The cowbell was just off the hook good for the trolls, and uh, his bombs were great. Uh, Lead Masters, Jim gave us finger uh, finger tape and the, and the fixings for the Wahoo bombs with his, his uh, Wahoo flash stuff. Um Salads gave us iron. We had uh, Taddy. Uh, Gary Kwan from Taddy came with us and and provided uh, everybody with Taddy iron. And then he had a, a, that new shrink wrap that you could put on your, your different baits, and then it takes about a second to do it with some boiling water. So we redid a lot of old iron with some new shrink wrap on it from, from Taddy. Uh, inox for lubricants and real speed for lubricants for... Uh, the guy, everybody got those. AFCO gave us shorts and face gear and hats, and Pelagic gave us um, all the bunch of Pelagic gear, gloves and and uh, face wear and um, and T-shirts actually too. Uh, Fish and Fame, I've got to give the guys credit. This Fish and Fame makes T-shirts and sweatshirts and and warm weather uh, gear for for fishermen, and they have been outstanding about taking care of the guys. The shorts and and shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Unbelievably great company. I got to thank Larry and his gang there. Um, Catchy Tackle, 
gave us some troll baits to, for that. Zip fizz, the nutrients drink. It's all natural. Keeps you from cramping up while you're while you're pulling on those big fish, and gives you all the vitamin and energy you need, plus the the uh, nutrients you, you keep yourself going for the day. Uh, Von Zipper gave us eight or ten pairs of sunglasses. Uh, not too kinky titanium wire for wiring up your baits is incredibly great stuff. Sabiki with the bait rods or Sabiki bait rods. If you haven't got one of those and you're a long range fisherman and you're going to go out there and make bait every night, get one. Um, along with some rigs. Okuma gave us demo rods and reels for, and some clothing um, for uh, our trip. And the guys used that. That I, I bet you there were two dozen fish caught on the Okuma rental rod. I mean, the demo rod alone. Um, Chad uh, Gagnas makes dikes and duckbills. He, he does the, the custom wraps for you. You can go online to uh, uh, pick that stuff up at chadfishes at gmail.com. Um, Jed Miller makes the sheaths that the guys use, including the ones for your spike if you need that. And uh, Jed Miller's, it, it's called needlecrook at gmail.com. You can get a hold of him. Jerry Brown for Spectraline. Um, five Star for fish processing. Tim Bailey and Associates for sent a bunch of uh, VMC hooks. And Gen 7 Winery. Tim at Gen 7. Um, great wines. Robert at uh, magnavino.com, magnavinocellars.com, Robert Wagner. But Tim Bianco, with the oldest winery in California is Brookside Winery. And he, he had a phenomenal wine that he uh, produced for all of the guys one of the evenings. So... We had just a great time. Thank you for all the sponsors, and we're going to do it again next year. Right, and I know uh, you know one of the guys we're going to have on that uh, sent you some gear was uh, one Cole Tuna, Jeff Spires. He's got that new uh, uh, iron out uh, and the uh, new finish on that, which is pretty dynamite. So oh, No, it worked really well, by the way. <laughs> we exercised a bunch of that. In fact, we've got those irons in stock right now at Angler's Arsenal, and not only are they something good to look at, they are extremely affordable. Well, he has also that lubricant inox, and we'll talk about that when he comes on the air. That's one of the things you have to have. You bid it. And, Wendy, I hope you're in the pink still and uh, getting ready to have a great holiday. I am, and I'm going to go fishing finally on the Pearl Sea on Saturday. Wow. Hey, I look forward to hearing on on how that's going to be like. I'm going to go out Friday with Captain Jim. We'll have all kinds of great reports for you next Sunday night. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Oh, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and that's it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of Stan and Wendy, I'm your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. We want to thank you for listening tonight. want to thank JR and the AM540 Studios for pushing all the right buttons and making the television, uh, the telephone connections. Ben Harvey, we want to thank you very much, too, for uh, uh, putting together the commercials and a lot of the spots that we do right now. And always, always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen that really got the ball rolling on Rod and Reel Radio. Thank you very much for this great tradition you left to us. So on behalf of everyone, you have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. If you're going to go out in the water, watch out for that surge. Don't overdo yourself. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540 or at Rod Reel Radio. So on behalf of all of us, thank you, everyone. We're out for now. See you next week.